0: Before we get to this episode of Transmission Times, I wanted to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. It's called Shelter in Place. And in essence, it's one woman's audio diary during this pandemic. But Laura uses life with COVID as a springboard to talk about past experiences and a wide variety of topics. The episodes have made me laugh, made me cry, and have made me feel like somebody gets what I'm going through. I hope you'll give it a listen. Here's a glimpse of what Shelter in Place sounds like. This is Shelter in Place, a podcast about finding daily sanity in a world that feels increasingly insane. I'm Laura Joyce Davis. Each day, and the amount of time it takes to enjoy a good cup of coffee, I share stories that are helping me survive right now. Stories that live in the tension between joy and grief. That remind us that even when we're at our worst, we're not alone. I hope you join me for Shelter-in-Place on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever you listen. And now, on to our episode. This is the Transmission Times. I'm
1: the kind of person that generally, if I identify something about how I'm feeling or something about my life that I am dissatisfied with or I want to change then I usually go ahead and work out how to change that for the better and set about doing whatever I need to do to make that happen and I just feel a bit like there's not Very much I can do to change this. And over the last week or so, I've also become aware of how maybe other people are feeling that powerlessness as well. My mum has been spending a lot of her time making uniform bags and hairbands for. People who work in the NHS because she feels like that's something that she can do she can contribute that and when I was out walking in the countryside with my son a few days ago there was a couple out picking litter at the side of the road and I stopped on the opposite side of the road to them to say thank you to them for doing that. And one of them said, that's okay. At least it's something we can do.
0: But I walked by the Evanston Hospital today And right at 8 o'clock, it must have been a shift change or something, but so much traffic going in and out. And a lot of people coming into work with their daily masks. I'm just thinking, they have to take off that mask, put on another mask for the day. I wonder what it's like in there. I wonder what's going on.
1: Talking a lot about this in my psychiatric hospital, just that sense of moving out of threat mode a bit more, but not moving into complacency. And I see that when I go on the wards, I see people not wearing their masks when they should be wearing their masks, so I have to keep reminding people gently and questioning why they're not wearing them. A lot of signs
0: stuck in the ground at the back entrance of the hospital, signs of support, many of them written by kids.
1: We got a call from my daughter's class teacher just to say hello and see how we were doing and Sophie was absolutely delighted her whole face lit up and she had a nice little chat and told her teacher about the things that she'd been doing and I was really encouraged as well and and she said look don't worry if you're not getting through all the work that we're setting we're not expecting it the most important thing at the
2: moment is their emotional well-being
1: and I thought that was really lovely
2: It's May already and there has been some talk going on, like our president gave this deadline of uh, 15th of May that a lot of restrictions will be lifted. A lot of people heard that as it's like we're just going to have to last until the 15th of May and everything will be all right after that. We are now into the first week
3: of being in Alert Level 3 for our lockdown. In Level 3, the idea is that you could expand your bubble to include parents or caregivers. So, because people were able to go back to work, it meant that if you can bring your parents or a caregiver into your household, then they can look after the children while you go work that is the idea of level three what has actually happened and over the course of this weekend it's been interesting because there's been a huge amount of parties that have been happening (laughs) so people have definitely been flouting the level three rules and huge gatherings um parties going on going out to the beach for some reason everyone's at the beach i don't know why it's not warm (laughs) but everyone's at the beach And they are getting told to go home because you're not able to do the proper physical distancing with the amount of people that decided to go there.
2: And I even heard someone say, like, all the plans that they're going to make, or the places they're going to go. But people didn't actually hear the second part of the speech, which was, we'll see depending on how everything unfolds. It's not like the virus is gonna evaporate on a date or something like that.
4: I became part of the great United States bread baking brigade during the pandemic era. I wasn't intending to bake bread, but the first episode of going to the grocery store during the pandemic, I needed flour but there was only a 25-pound bag of King Arthur flour left on the shelf. So I purchased it thinking, well, I can bake bread while I'm home. I enjoy making bread. Going to the grocery store with these new rules, wearing a mask, being careful to keep six feet away from others, one-way aisles, empty shelves, barriers between the cashier and us feels disturbing. It's linear. I've been robbed of my creative way to shop, to move about the grocery store easily. I feel like I'm in another world. I've also sent flour to my daughter for her birthday, and it was the most exciting present she could have received. She's in Massachusetts, and it's much harder to do grocery shopping in a large city like Boston than it is here in southern Maine.
3: Takeaway places are reopening. We actually did a drive by yesterday to see if our local fish and chip shop was open, and thankfully it was. So the reason we did that is because we're able to move house. So before lockdown, my brother and his wife bought a house and we were all ready to move into the house, settle, but lockdown hit. So everything was put on hold until level three. And level three has allowed us to do this, but putting all your ducks in a row uh, has been pretty trying, which has been this last week. so much for myself but for my brother and his wife and so that's all led to this Friday a big move from the rental to the new house which is very exciting and the important part of where fish and chips comes in is that on the Friday when we do move or when we get the keys for the house and move what we can that night will be our fish and chips night in the new place so that's That's the extent of our excitement.
1: We went for a nature walk this weekend, that's what we're calling them, going for lots of nature walks, and we just walked down the lane a bit, saw a couple of horses, played with some dandelion clocks, blowing the seeds away, and that entertained them. And we go to the woods, and the woods is literally 200 metres of a path with a steep bank on one side that they scramble up and down, bluebells, and it's beautiful, and they love it. So it's been fabulous for finding out everyone can be entertained, the children and us, by going a very short
4: distance away from home. Masks. I've sewn a lot with friends in their own homes, of course. We've made over 200 for the Good Shepherd food bank, some for my family, for the Box of Hope. Now I'm sewing them for my husband's clients. He's a guide who takes people fishing. Imagine getting on a boat and wearing a mask. Imagine going fishing with a mask on. Imagine. I have to wonder, won't the mask scare the fish away?
0: So if I had known this pandemic was going to strike, before I did I think what I would have done is get out and experience a little bit more of the last weeks of my 30s I'll be turning 40 the day after tomorrow uh, in quarantine and uh, pretty limited as far as ways that I can celebrate that so yeah I think I would have gotten together with friends maybe had dinner um, gone for a walk on the beach just really soaked up those last few weeks of my 30s
2: A shift I noticed that has taken place in me lately is that I started to think about the future. For more than a month, I didn't do that. It was this weird sensation of of there being none, but not in in a dramatic, morbid way. More like taking it one day at a time and just feeling like there's this big unknown in front of me. Um, it's been very different from how life felt like before. Me and my boyfriend were like, okay, we need to make some practical decisions about an apartment that we're having or kind of have some timelines around stuff, even though everything is still uncertain. But us talking about some of these practical things kind of mm, made me feel like I did before. Like we have a future and things will happen and we'll need to make decisions. And there will be a life, hopefully a life after this period.
0: I want to say a huge thank you to Gemma, RG, Jennifer, Karen, Catherine, Jacinta, Laura, Christina, and Sandy, whose voices you heard here. The Transmission Times Project is collecting audio diaries from people like you during this pandemic so that we can create an archive to document this moment in history. If you'd like to join the Transmission Times and add your voice and your story to the archive and possibly be on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Please sign up at transmissiontimes.org slash join. That's transmissiontimes.org slash join. I'm Katie Semro. This is the Transmission Times.